Thank you, friends, for joining yet another episode of Share the Well. Uh, in this episode, Abhilash and I continue the conversation around my uh, journey of being an individual contributor and uh, being a manager. It's been fun to kind of answer some of the questions that uh, you know uh, Abhilash had. Uh, and also to prepare and reflect back uh, in terms of uh, what has happened over the years. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. It's a little shorter than the previous one. And uh, hopefully you pick out one thing. As I always say, there's a one degree change that can make a humongous change in the years ahead. So pick up one thing. If there's anything that you guys like, you know, drop a comment uh, in the platform that you stream this podcast or visit our website sharethewell.community enjoy the episode we'll catch you guys at the end of the episode well evidently um, as a manager you you like what you do right it seems uh, mm. from from the way from this side of the table <laughs> so um, yeah what, what what do you like about what do you like the best about being a manager and what do you uh, like the least about being a manager uh um I think seeing, you know, I, I've written some notes here. I'm just uh, looking at it. Um, I, I really think that when people break the glass ceiling, as we say, is 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 really a joy. I've had so many people in my teams in the past have actually become more successful than me, and I I I just love that i just love that and you know people have gone to establish companies who were in sales teams with me and are doing so well people have actually become ceos and cfos and you know regional heads you know in different countries and i'm like that is awesome i've had you know the privilege of adding some value as i mentioned to them and uh, there's a deep respect for one another even now in many occasions some people write back and say don thank you you know for wow. what you did you know it's it's great to kind of have that validation i guess but you know obviously i don't look for validation but when it comes i do enjoy it um and and currently to kind of discover people's like strengths and realign those strengths for them um you know for me has been Uh, wonderful people don't see their own strengths sometimes i observe i mean you know, god gives me the discernment to observe and last of all i think the biggest driver for me is god has created every human being in his image and redeeming and seeing the seeing god in there when i see them is the most exciting thing for me yeah so it's been it's been a i have you know god has obviously reshaped the way i think and i see people so when he says his image is on them I, i'm looking for that i'm looking for that and there's a there's a level of redemption of his image that i'm always trying to get to knowing fully well that he did redeem and he does redeem so for me that's been the most exciting of all you know that's the basis i'd say for everything else right, right? people right, breaking right. the glass ceiling and discovery process all outcome of that base and fundamental belief what about the flip side <laughs> for me the one that i've really struggled is really performance management um you know so we have year end performance management right so it is the thing that we have to do right and i think 
corporate America or corporate global is changing, right? We, we got away from some of the stuff that was really not needed. I think the bottom bell curve or whatever, right? I think we've gotten rid of that. That was GE's kind of, you know, Jack Welch's, <laughs> you know, philosophy that we, we borrowed and, you know, kind of implemented. So I think we've gotten away from that. A lot of the corporates have gotten away from that, but it still for is... Good, um, right? For good, yeah. For good, for yeah. good. Many corporates have kind of abandoned that. Uh, but I think it still is, it's a better process right now, a much better process right now. That's one thing I've struggled with. And, and uh, you know, compare, right? Comparing people's performance um, seems to be a little tough, but because of the simplicity right now, performance manager, I really enjoy it now. But earlier, I really struggled with it. It was a, it was a battle, brutal, you know, people would come out with scars after the meetings and, you know, with between managers. But um, and that's something that I've struggled with. And, you know, as a personality, I've struggled with uh, giving feedback to people. I want to please people, right? That's my general attitude uh, and outlook. And sometimes I fail to give them some, you know, some of the truthful feedback. Oh, I, I think I've improved, but I can do better. Um, I need to kind of, you know, step back and, um, you know, help do that better, I guess. Something that I struggle with. Yeah. Those okay. two. Mm -hmm. Well, um, well, many of our listeners uh, may not be managers right at their work, but what do you right. think? Are, are there any uh, traits of your experience as a manager that can transfer over to an individual contributor who is listening to our show? Something that you can pass on? Yeah, uh, yeah. As I mentioned before, right, the individual contributor and uh, you know uh, the manager, the mindset is still the same, right? Um, uh, what I've adopted, whether I was an individual contributor or whether I was a manager, whether I'm a manager now, is uh, I make it again. I try and put this in triangles, right? Um, I say, let's talk about what the value is for the we or us, right? First. So what happens is it gets away from you versus me, first thing, right? So you know, once you get away from you versus me. And I think we have this uh, we have this phrase in corporate world, W I I F M. Have you heard of that? Yes. What's in it for me? Yes. Yeah, it's a it's a poor construct. It makes people selfish. I think this is my opinion, right? It's Donald Trump's opinion. Opinion, and people want to say what's in it for me, basically, kind of saying what's in it for you, essentially, right? But it still is focused on the me. Right. So I think it, it's probably detrimental. So I kind of get away from that paradigm and I say, hey, let's talk about the we first. Right. Then let's talk about you. Post that, let's talk about me. Mm -hmm. Right. So my simple principle, I'm, I'm getting to mindsets. Right. Mindset is you, we, you, I. I become number three. Right. So it's the same mindset when you move to uh, as a manager. So you can have the same mindset. I have the same mindset from an individual contributor standpoint as well as a program, you know, project manager, program manager, whatever. 
and as a person as a as a as a manager as well i have the same mindset uh and it's easy right when people understand okay this is a collective we and that is his focus is not really on himself is focusing on me and then you know obviously you know there's a part that i have to play as well right in that and there's a benefit for me i cannot forget that i think it connects with those laws that jesus gave right love god with all your heart mind soul and strength love your neighbor as yourself right so the focus is outside before it comes inside you're kind of sandwiched in between <laughs> right so that so that i'd say as an individual contributor i just maintain the same thing yeah it's developed right obviously i didn't have it again mentoring mentoring really helps kind of focus on that so that's what i would say well you also mentioned that um, you have managed large teams right uh, up to 2500 yeah. people yeah. so we are now moving into the direction of being more than a manager i don't know if i can say you used the word more but we are talking of the area of leadership right right are they the same thing being a manager and being a leader <laughs> yeah um i don't think they are and okay you don't have to be a manager to be a leader and not every manager is a leader right so um you know i'd say leadership is inspiration okay and manager management or manager is execution okay um so i think it's it's for me it's easy line to kind of remember like that because as a manager your duty is to get stuff done right um now you can get it done by hook or crook right or you know by road rolling or whatever you want to do to you know bash people through and get your stuff done and i've done that uh, or you could take another route and inspire people to do that task and so suddenly you become you kind of changing you know, you know you're changing your paradigm right so you're inspiring people to be able to do their task rather than just making sure that it gets done and so you don't have to be a manager and i give this example all the time and in accenture i used to have a guy you know he was from i think a middle class family you know it's not like so well to do or whatever when he came in dressed right into office that dude looked sharp all the time and this guy was like you know just a programmer right he just joined the organization every day he would look sharp I should always tell him, you know, Lakshmikant, you are an inspiration. You are a leader <laughs> of how to look when you get to work. I'm inspired by you. And so I so that's why I said anybody can be a leader when the person inspires you then have followers. Uh manager is I I think essentially a role. Uh, but leadership, leadership is, is a a trait. exactly it is it truly gets down to character right of a leader and 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 so i think we very flippantly sometimes use leadership just because of seniority right right your leader 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 you know we say leadership team or whatever uh but i have uh, experienced and seen not the current one but you know in the past 
people who are in senior positions who are actually poor leaders. They don't mm-hmm. set the example. It's unfortunate, uh, but it's true, and I think you'll find you'll find that across the board. Yes, yes. You know, it's uh, it's quite common uh, today that business and corporate gets a bad rap, right? Business and corporate uh, inherently is evil or close to evil, if I may say. Um, what do you think is the proper perspective re- perspective required for someone who works in the corporate? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the corporate also, we have not done, you know, uh, <laughs> ourselves a, a favor by being excessively driven by top line and bottom line. You can see there is globally a change in the way businesses run. And you will hear this word sustainability across mm-hmm. the board, right? Uh, it, it could take different forms and means, right? It could be carbon footprint, you know, climate change, diversity and, integ- you know, um, and inclusion, right? Uh, race relationships right now. So uh, I think the paradigms have changed. We've we've had a bad rap over the years kind of saying these guys are only interested in squeezing the last rupee or dollar or whatever currency you're in out of you, right? So I think we've, we've, we've as corporates, I think we've changed now or we are at least trying to change in terms of moving to more sustainable means of operating so you're not really uh, removing the last piece of resource from that particular country or people group or whatever but um for me the concept uh you know i think is a shout out to one of the organizations that i i mean you introduced me right um the um, praxis labs right right Uh, right, uh, group kind of shout out for them um is they have a, a very interesting model called the redemption model, right? Uh, and I like, I love that. Um, you know, the, the model is to kind of say, how do we redeem, um, you know, what is not into what it should be? And so, and that's how I see. So I work in pharmaceutical and I love it because we are extending life of people whose lives potentially could not be extended given the thera- thera- therapeutic or, you know, vaccines that we bring about. Um, you know, it also prolongs, sorry, it, it brings, adds quality to life sometimes. Like I'm diabetic, so I take, you know, Merck drugs and, uh, you know, my life is enhanced by it or it prevents, uh, sorry, it makes people, uh, you know, um, healthy from being, from sickness to healthy, healthy, right? So, so, I love it because it's it's a way of redeeming, right? Uh, it was you know if if we were not there, we would not bring all these therapies, and we're so proud. We I think we celebrated one twenty ninth to one thirtieth year of our existence. So all these years we've been having patience as our focus, and I love the fact that we do work like that. In the meanwhile, we do make money, right? But also that money is used for refueling and refunneling and. Um, and also to, you know, the society, we, we've done a lot of work, you know, as Merck, done a lot of work to kind of help societies. 
Yeah, yeah. Like river blindness, right? Nobody cared for river blindness, but we took it upon ourselves and gave those drugs free, you know, to those people in, in Africa. So there's this good that can come out of it. Again, goes back to your previous question, leadership. You don't have the right leadership. You know, it becomes extremely difficult and it just becomes, you know, filling our coffers with cash, right? Which is detrimental. So you're saying that to understand the to get the proper perspective, it's it's helpful to understand the redemptive aspect of your work, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, but people don't think too much about it, but I think it's if you take a pause and kind of understand how is this affecting the redemptive work that Christ did on the cross, how is that even a reflection of the work that I do? It's really helpful for uh, for people to to kind of find the quote-unquote purpose and meaning behind their work. Mm -hmm. uh, well, while we are on this, uh, how uh, how does your uh, faith as a Christian mm. transfer over to your work? Or maybe yeah. you have already touched upon this. Uh, I've touched a little bit, but um, I have to say it doesn't, It uh, it used to bother me earlier on that it these these were dichotomous and they have been synthesized over the years now i cannot be nine to five somebody and then after that somebody and i think the corporate has helped you know it's like bring your whole self to work is a idea and a concept that is coming to many different corporates globally at least i don't know about you know all in india but Globally, it is being accepted that you can bring your whole self to work, meaning I don't have to cover my identity of who I am. I am a follower of Christ, and I, I am not ashamed to be able to share that. Uh, there are many different perceptions of what that means, and I have to be compassionate and patient to work through some of the frameworks that have been built up in people's minds about what that means for them, right? Right. So, so, so I think in the last, I'd say about eight, you know, eight or ten years, it maybe even twelve years, um, uh, I've been able to kind of work through that. Uh, not meaning to say you should know what I, who I am, right? No, they don't know. They've heard, they've heard bad things sometimes about you know who a Christian is, and you know, I have to kind of work through some, or they've had bad experiences of people. <laughs> <laughs> declared themselves to be Christian or they have images of Hollywood or whatever, right? Oh, these Christian nations do that. And, you know, so you have to kind of work your way through to people's hearts and minds to kind of say, okay, who am I? I'm a follower of Christ and Christ is my Lord. And what does that mean? The second piece, that's the, you know, perception management and discussion and alignment and all of that and not covering up. Second is it has to reflect in the way I live the way I make choices, the words that I use, the way I apologize. So it has to reflect in my life at work and and I cannot make it dichotomous, right? I'd be like this something here, something else here and something else there. It doesn't work. It just adds unnecessary pressure on you, pressure on me, meaning, right? So yeah, long answer, but uh, it's been easier over the years. You know, I found it easier to kind of talk about my faith to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we've spoken uh, about so many things. You have spoken about your 
role, about being a manager, about empowering people, about leadership, about inspiration. And uh, when I put all these together, do you have uh, any role model or somebody that you follow as you navigate, you know, the the challenges of uh, working in the corporate business world and thinking and living strategically and living uh, and making decisions, uh, you know, with people in mind. Uh, do you have somebody mm. that you look up to? Yeah, definitely. I have a lot of them. Um, I think there's a verse which said uh, says that um, you know, in the let's say in the um, among counselors, you're safe. Something to that effect. I forget the exact verse. That in the council of many, yeah, I think in the council of many, there is safety. Right. Okay. So I have a, I have a, I have a bunch of guys I look up to. Um, you know, I, as I mentioned, Jesus is my primary role model. There's no doubt about that. Um, he's the guy who I would I follow every time, kind of looking at his people management skills. <laughs> it's quite fascinating. You know, in the Gospels, you can read about how he put these twelve people together who couldn't stay one minute together. If you actually look at their characters, right? So he right. managed that team really well and then turned them around to become world conquerors, right? Taking them from fishers of men, fishers, fishermen to fishers of men and really conquering the whole world with the message. So I really love Jesus and, you know, he's my role model. And the second category is really people in the Bible, right? You know, I have a couple of people like Daniel. He worked in the the corporate, right, in Babylon. <laughs> I, I read his book like every every year. I, I definitely go to Daniel to read how he managed through all of that, right? It's politics and there's backstabbing and, you know, there's disappointment and you have to stand up for your faith and, you know, um, all of those things that happen to you in the corporate world, he went through much more, even having his neck on the line. I love him. Uh, what stands Paul. out? What's what stands out to you about Daniel, uh, Don? Before we, yeah, before you go to the yeah, next yeah. person, yeah. Da- Daniel, you know, it, it's just a guy who managed through all of that chaos beautifully. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've never come across a guy who has managed, uh, at least in the scripture, uh, in in a world. I mean, if I, if you look at the king of Babylon, you couldn't get a more hedonistic guy. Okay. Right. He did what he wanted to do, period. Nobody questioned him. Right. He even plucked out the eyes of the king of Israel. Right. So he was, he was, he actually killed his sons in front of his eyes and he plucked his eyes out, saying, That's the last thing you're going to remember. This is the guy who he's working for. Okay. And to yes. work with him and to bring him to a point of surrender. I mean, kudos to that guy. I want to have so many conversations with Daniel, God willing, when I get to heaven. <laughs> it's kind of understand how he operates. It's just brilliant. And okay. so I want to be as compassionate like him, uh, you know, in the corporate world because it's cutthroat in some sense, right? Um, but also there's camaraderie, collaboration, but there's still an environment that you have to work with. You don't get to decide that environment but you do get to react appropriately to that environment. And okay. I think Daniel did a fantastic job of that. Okay. So <laughs> I could go on yeah. about that. It's, it's one of my apostle. Paul is really great. I really like him as a leader, you know, him being able to build frameworks from his writing. I get a lot of framework. Okay. And 
as a manager, I think that strategy, structure, culture all come from this dude for me, honestly. And I borrowed his templates of frameworks that he's written from the Bible, written in the Bible by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I really, you know, I love the way he writes and he's got wonderful frameworks that I've borrowed over the years. Coming down to more local, you know, my mom has been a great example for me. She's a great leader and she has only ninth grade <laughs> education, but I've never seen a, a more, a better leader and a steward than her. I've had my dad for nine years, um, but less, I, I, I reflect from his experiences. Uncle Barcos, I think you and I know, and has been a mentor to me. I've just enjoyed him quite a bit. He's actually been my dad for the last 15 years, you know, in my heart. And last of all, Abe Lincoln. You know, history, I know I'm in the U.S., um, Abe Lincoln really stands out. I've studied him quite a bit. I've read about him. I've seen some, you know, obviously the movies that have come out and and documentaries. I've never seen a humble guy uh, mm -hmm. like Abe Lincoln being in such a position, um, especially in troubled times, right? He, they had the civil war that was going on and his leadership. That's where, you know, I think I connect with them because it's chaos to order. Right. And I, I see the streak of Abe Lincoln and really the humility that he had towards God and working with people. We're all imperfect. And then we have to work towards a goal that seems imperfect. We have to still strive redemptively. And the names that you have mentioned uh, sound to be people who were more leaders than uh, managers in the corporate sense, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a trait. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a character thing. It, it is. It definitely is a character right, thing. And, right, right. and I think I'd say this. Every manager is not a leader, but every leader is a good manager. Right. Mm -hmm. Has to be. Otherwise, you're not a leader. You're not doing good. And every person so the, can be a leader, right? No matter where. Every are. person can be a leader. You, you need not be a manager to be a leader. Every manager is not a leader, however high they are. And every leader is a good manager. And those premises will jive together. So, Don, it, uh, it sounds like working 12 to 14 hours a day is, is a natural thing, <laughs> right? Uh, the overwork not sure all your family the time. takes this. <laughs> You know, uh, one of my bosses actually gave me a good um, uh, line and I've lived by. It's not about total time. It's about impact. Right? So you can be with your family for eight hours and have zero impact. You can be 10 minutes with them. They will miss you for the next three, four hours. And so I've really taken that line up. When I have to, you know, and, and sometimes when I have to cut off, I cut off completely and I'm free with my family, but not for the sake of hanging out, but with the sake of, you know, it should be a, there should be a joy in that hangout. And sometimes you're, you're chill, but, you know, I, I like that boss. You know, he said, look, I play 15 minutes badminton, like badminton, you know, in, in India with my daughter and she loves it. I'm fully engaged there. That's something that I, I try to do you know, kind of creating those impact and those memories with the girls. And not always, you know, I struggle, you know, with the long hours. Maya takes the beating and it's kind of understood me a little more and, you know, try and balance that out. But um, 
yeah, I struggle. You know, 12 hours is not good. You know, it needs to get down. Okay. Yeah. And well, apart from work, uh, is there, uh, what's, what's important for you, Don? What's maybe the, the most one, the most important thing, or maybe one or two things that's important for you outside of work? Mm. This sanity is one, I guess. <laughs> I need to stay sane. <laughs> no, but, um, on a serious note, I'd say just friendships, you know, I love friendships and I try and, you know, um, be with people as much as I can. I, I'm a loner. I've grown, grown up all alone as a single child. And after dad passed away, mom doesn't talk much. I think you probably know as well. She talks to only people who she's comfortable with only when questions are asked. So I got very little from mom when I was growing up. So I grew up really alone and uh, silent. So I started to read a lot of books when I was a little boy. And uh, so I enjoy doing that. But now I've kind of flipped over and said, I need to meet people. I need to spend more time with the humankind. So that's what I do. Weekends and, you know, time permits. And we have a lot of people. We used to have a lot of people over. You know, COVID has really killed that. Um, the second thing I'd... Um, I love to write. I love to write. Again, it's going back into my own shell. And, you know, I have a lot of concepts that I doodle in my notebook. And I'm always thinking, it goes back to my strengths, right? The top five strengths is all about input, connectedness, and that synthesis and, you know, strategic kind of thinking. And I'm always trying to kind of write up something or the other. So those are two things. One is more outward and people and one is more inward and personal. Yeah, obviously, you know, read read the Bible and meditate on the Bible a lot. Yeah, do that. And we do have a fellowship, Merck, you know, Christian fellowship, uh, you know, in, in Merck. So that's that's a good thing. So we kind of uh, put in some investments there as well. Fantastic, Don. Fantastic. Just one final question. If you were no. not working in the corporate today, <laughs> I know. what do you think you'd be doing? You know, I, I, you know, I, I thought about the question a little bit, and you know, I, I think I'd have probably played cricket. Um, <laughs> maybe you know, I wrote you know like a, a Ranji Ranji team or something like that. Hopefully, you know, I would have got my break into India. Uh, I did play cricket well, and actually, I was—I don't know if you know this, but. Um, I was selected for Karnataka when okay. I was um, when I was ten years old for under twelve. Oh, okay. And yeah, I did pursue, unfortunately, or fortunately, um, I was selected as a wicket-keeping batsman, and I was really bold. I used to stand up to uh, like medium pace bowlers up front on the in the <laughs> stumps. You know, people don't uh -huh. generally kind of you know go up go up and stand in front and. And um, you know, I did some crazy things when I was young and um, people really kind of saw some spark in me and they said, hey, you've been selected for Karnataka under 12. And I said, no, I want to go back home for the holidays. They said, you have to stay back for holidays and be part of the camp. I said, no, I'm not going to be part of the camp. I want to go home. So I missed that, that window. And maybe God kind of on purpose missed that. So I probably would have played cricket <laughs> or become like a, PE teacher or something, a physical education teacher or something like that. I don't know. 
I love sports. Uh, kind of lost a little bit of it now because of time, but yeah, something in sports. Perhaps in the afterlife, you could aspire to, <laughs> you know, n- not go home and stay back for the <laughs> the <know>. camp. <laughs> Yeah, thank I you. Hope are, I hope that I hope that sport, you know, I hope heaven has sports. I'm sure they will. Oh yes, some they, fun, are, they fun, will. They fun will. games, right? Yeah. Yeah, be, will there won't be any referee hopefully, you know, there won't be any foul. So there will be a referee but who will, you know, uh call justly. <laughs> so yeah, thank you Don. Oh, it's man. late for you and you have been kind and I have enjoyed this. No, no, no. You see, you know, when we started my yawning went away right because my my engine is not geared up right when my engine starts to kind of fire uh, meaning my my mind starts to fire i kind of lose the i still have some work left you know i have to do some work but uh, you know it's it's personal work but you know it work nevertheless but yeah what what's uh, maybe let me let me reverse and ask you a question what's been the transition like for you you know from ic to manager well uh what you have said about a uh, sudden uh, about getting another side uh, of the enterprise understanding uh, the bigger picture has been um, I, i could use the word phenomenal it's it's something that i did not know i i, I did not know uh, so many things happen behind the scene uh, we have a really good uh, my function is in documentation right it's a technical writing function that's what i have been for 15 16 17 years and uh, Uh, we have a really good um, management team in this function and uh, i did not know so many things happen behind the scenes right now we are uh, planning for business continuity considering that the number of covid cases in india is rising uh, capacity planning um, strategy uh, even succession uh, developing leaders within the team I-, i wasn't aware that so many things are done so um, it's 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 uh, it's revealing Uh, and it's exciting and uh, yeah. i i understand every, everything that you said I, i am yet to work it out about empowering people and getting things done from them in a way that is winsome um enabling them um you said about um, making people successful and even more successful than i am uh, that's something that um, i i see could happen because i have some really good people in my team and i to be honest if i really uh, work and if i really empower them uh, they can and they they really could become more successful than i am so the only thing getting in their way is me which which i don't want mm-hmm. to uh, so mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 been quite revealing uh, exciting i would that's say that's great yeah yeah Yeah, you kind of see how the sausage is made, as they say, right? In the U.S. is you can kind of see all the, you know, back room, you know, behind the scenes. Right, right. A lot of stuff yes. happens. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's quite yeah. revealing. Yeah. You know, I have this, um, this again, this um, the kind of three paradigm, um, you know kind of three paradigms thinking around when you have an issue management right so when you have issue management you have uh, you know kind of uh, two two things that I, two ways that i think about is what has happened in the past you cannot change what you have to do now you have to be extremely diligent and then how you can prevent so it's kind of your time frame right past present future right 
that paradigm. So when, especially when it comes to issue management, and 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 in that issue management, you have reactionary action, proactive action, right? So in management, you're you have to deploy all three. The success is when you start to move from reactionary all the way to proaction, proactive action, right? So kind of think about that. And we're putting out fires, which is reactionary and action, right? You have to react quickly to act now. But, you know, how do you kind of take that needle to proactive action? And that's where I think strategic thinking really helps. Um you know, uh, just wearing that hat, thinking about those dimensions is helpful. Yeah, you know, for me, the biggest uh, the the fear that I uh, that I my worry of the one fear that I face is you know conflict management, uh, people having <laughs> problem because uh, my tendency would be to you know just give an advice and move on and don't take it personally, uh, put the team first and just get on with things. But uh, to understand that. Behind the conflict, there is a, a troubled human being. Uh, it, right. it, it's something that right. I'm. I I don't think I'm good at. I need to be good at it, and that's that's one thing that scares me right now. Mm. <laughs> I have a small team, and yeah. right now there are no conflicts, but it, these are potential things that could happen. Right, 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 right. Definitely, definitely. It's like issue and person. Right, and. Um, we 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 have to take both into consideration, but you have to put the person first in order to have the issue solved um, more you know sustainably. But sometimes you have to solve the issue and work with the person to ensure that you understand the priority, but never forget to revisit with the person, right? And so kind of delineating that obviously of organization you have person issue organization meaning people around right so it kind of yeah it's fascinating it is the best field abhilash I'm, I'm telling you people management is a field that people will write till this world is over till christ comes back we're going to keep writing about it because there's so many dimensions to it it's crazy Thank you, friends, for listening to that episode of Share the Well. And as I, as we end the session, and as I was referring to the wonderful field of people management, I think is the one of the most dynamic fields. I know there's a lot of interest in AI and machine learning and uh, cloud and all of that, but I can tell you, in these last 20 years and having or experiencing all of the new technology changes, there's no field that is as dynamic as people management and i think it's lasted for many thousands of years i guess not just at work but you know all the rest of the interactions that we have with one another as human beings so i really think that this field is the most dynamic i've really enjoyed this it's one of the most challenging fields as well you know really each individual is so unique and uh, as we've always um mentioned that uh, we believe that each individual is made in the image of God and it really is, uh, there is intrinsic value and that we've stuck to. And if you visit our website, you'll kind of hear some of that premise that we bring about and 
therefore we really see this as a, an important step in whatever content we're producing is to help people and to see people as God would see people. So, hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you like the episode, feel free to drop us a comment. Visit our website. It's sharethewell.community. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. God bless you.